Oya! Hey, y'all see it, bro? Listen, we got an in-person interview today. Hey, come on, let's go! Come on, listen, I'm excited, baby. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode of the Black Men Win Podcast with your boy Ty the Pie Guy. We are here again with another motherfreaking interview. First of all, again, this is our first, first in person interview literally since we did our first episode with um uh our boy cell uh marcel back in grand rapids um and that was like the first episode of the podcast so we haven't done a sit down me next to somebody or face to face in since the pandemic and i'm super excited for um this this uh this next guest we have coming on the show this next interviewee um he's a dynamic person Dyn- listen um former boss as well right like <laughs> <laughs> say boss he's a boss no 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 but no somebody who really um when I came to New York who gave me an opportunity um and really put food on my table and put money in my pocket and so um I'm I'm so proud um an honor to have him on the show uh so per our first question if you are um a part of the black men win community you know how we get down with the first question uh we would love our guest to inter- uh introduce himself gas himself you feel what i'm saying and i don't think he's shot at that so i told him off camera i was like listen <laughs> you better run down your resume because you out here in these in these new york like just all over street so I'm let him know here. i'm out here trying to do my best trying to, <laughs> trying, to, trying to make it happen for myself i am from birmingham alabama and i wanted to move to new york city because i love the energy here i love the vibe the people here and i wanted to feed off of that and yeah. i wanted to put that back out and i feel like that's what i'm doing now finally um i am planter rob i am a horticultural cons- consultant and i am currently based in brooklyn new york city yes sir i have done workshops i have done pop-ups i have done um photo shoots paid advertisement created content i have also recently joined my community board here because i am someone that probably like you hopefully like many of you that want to burn the system down but also realize and understand the importance of getting involved on a local level and making a change in your local communities as much as you want to see the change happen on um the higher level so absolutely let's do this man listen rob rob was like one of the first men that i met here who was mad cool mad dope showed me around you know and really made me fall in love with brooklyn I've been in three boroughs so far. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Um, honestly, let me just say that. I've been in three uh, three boroughs so far. I've been in Manhattan, more so Harlem. Um, I'm living in the Bronx right now, um, and I've lived in Brooklyn. And I love Brooklyn more. I'm not even – I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's, not even, it's not even close. You know what I'm saying? I would agree. And, Brooklyn is – Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn just has – it's a different vibe. Like, it's just – it's my people. You understand what I'm saying? It's just, I, it's a different energy. No disrespect to the Bronx and, and Harlem and everything, because I, I felt um, very safe. I feel very safe uh, in those communities. But it's just a different energy. Well, even getting off the train coming here, it's just a different vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's different. And I love it. And, and it's very entrepreneurial. 
everybody's just out hustling, which is just a New York mentality, period. And so, um, you know, Rob is, and I, again, even though he is planter Rob, this man is not just about the plants. He's about the community as well. Um, being that he's on the board for, Damn. you know, I'm on the board for community board. Number one, number one, which represents Williamsburg and Greenpoint. Wow. Here in Brooklyn. So like, yeah, you're, you're doing big things. Like you're, yeah, you, <laughs> I, I just, I, I want him to understand. Like I've, I've known this man for almost two years now and he's just like, I just got to keep going. I'm like, well, that, that's what you're doing. <laughs> Right. Like, that's what that's what you're doing. You've you've kind of shifted, you know, you, you've shifted more into the nonprofit space, giving back and really helping, um, um, you know, the community at large. And it's and it's amazing to see um, your commitment to. Making sure that our community is healthy in a very earthly way when it comes to plants listen i've gotten a chance to work with this man seriously and and working with him i told him this off camera it's made me a whole plant dad <laughs> i'd love to hear it right i have 10 plants at home now now i'm not gonna say i all wanted all 10 plants <laughs> right and we have more coming right and now we have more coming you know, but but it's made me more aware. It's brought me more joy. I don't know. It, it's 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 a weird thing. Yeah, you know what I'm yes, saying? That's exactly what plants do. They <laughs> make you more aware. They do bring you more joy. They and do. I'm happy you mentioned being more aware because that's exactly why I try to use plants for my platform is to bring awareness to different issues. And Absolutely. If you're able to look at a plant and you're reminded to, you know, fight for someone else's rights or just to show up as a, as a human in humanity today or just be a good participating member of society that day because you have this plant and this plant has inspired you and give you a purpose and motive for the day, then um, I feel like I've done my job. Absolutely. And, and success for me, I feel like, has evolved and continues to evolve and looks differently and continues to grow into different things. And I feel like as as black men, we have a, a I don't know, a, a narrow idea of what success is and, and what that looks like once you get there. And, and um, for me, I'm all about showing up authentically and right. expressing myself authentically and hoping to inspire others to do that as well. And plants have just given me that road to do that. So, well, listen, we want to give you your flowers. Give them some hand claps. You know what I'm saying? Let go. Go ahead and give them them hand claps real quick. You know what I'm saying? Because listen, and we got to change our choir because our choir is getting sappy. We got <laughs> we got to change our choir around. <laughs> Those hand claps are just getting a little retarded now. <laughs> Excuse me, but no. But uh, man, you are you you really are in a short time really doing big things um for not only yourself and and for the community at large in a in a just a just the most you can say like simple way hey come come learn about some plants real quick right come learn um come buy a plant right and and the funny thing about it is everybody got a plant now it's low key yeah everybody got at least one even if you if you wanted to try even if you got a little succulent cactus Right, you got one. You got something. You, you got, got something. something. Yeah. So it's going to connect, and it, and it and it connects, and I've seen it in action, and it's amazing. Um, Rob, we got some questions for you, and usually when we dive into these questions, uh, we tend to get a little deep, 
right? We tend to get a little, little deep with the questions, just a little bit, not too much. But these are questions that are meant to really tackle um, what the next generation kind of needs to know um, going forward. Uh, we are now, I say this every time on the show, we are now the, we're becoming the fathers, uncles, teachers, educators, um, mentors. We are of that age now to where, you know, they're kind of calling us old now, right? And once we start hearing that, and, you know, once we start hearing that, it's like, okay, not old in the sense of, you know, maybe age, but um, I always take it as a, as a thing of wisdom. So when we come to the second question, um, I talk about these five Ferris wheels or um, as our last interviewer said, like these five pillars in which we talk about spiritual, mental, physical, uh, emotional, financial, and the mental part of everything, right? When it comes to a black man, we, I feel like those are the five pillars that kind of make up the fabric of the inner of a black man that we have to continuously put, you know, check and make sure we're checking off every box. And sometimes we make sure that our financial and our physical is kind of better than our financial or our, I'm sorry, our financial and our physical is better than our emotional spiritual and our mental so how do you see us as black men kind of in those five areas are we you know do we need to pour more into the first three when we come to the spiritual and the mental and emotional um and then the other two will come because kind of that's my philosophy if we pour more into those three then the other two will come Mm. um you know because we've poured so much into the first two and it's killed us mm-hmm. right and i'm not even trying to be funny in that it's it really has killed our community especially as black men um and so i just wanted to get your take on that right there yeah i i, I would i could i would agree with you i do sense that black men has kind of been put in a box by society to either um grind until we die right right Right. work really hard or save money or if you have money even to flash it to show that you have money right that's also another right um something that we've been kind of conditioned to to do or stereotypically been shown to do as well right um for me i think all five pillars are needed for any absolute community for any type of success i've recently been reading um children of, of blood and bone and not to give too much away, but it's basically about a community of people with special powers and um, each power is very different. And they all are needed to, to kind of defeat their, their enemy. And right, right. no one or no other is one more or less than the other. And with that, I feel like we do need our emotional black men to, to step up and be emotional. Right, we right, need to make right. space for those just as much as we need our financially savvy black men to step Absolutely. up as well. Absolutely. And I, I've, I feel like if we're constantly searching for this perfect balance of having all five, we'll constantly be searching for something that's not mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, <laughs> I kind of feel like that makes us weak. And I, I feel like we shouldn't have to fall on all five pillars to kind of stand on our, our own ground. Right, right. But like you said, it's, it's good to focus on those that, that resonate more with you. For right. me personally, I, I'm more of an emotional person. I'm right. more of a... 
um, a grounded individual. I'm more of an educator. I'm more of a, a nurturing type right. type individual. Right. But in society, we live in a capitalistic society, so I do know I have to be financially savvy as well. I have to um, <laughs> know how to handle my money, how to make <laughs> right. money, right? To continue to support right. myself and and, um, and and my dreams. And so, I guess all that being said, it's it's really best for you as a black man to know. What's good for you? What's good for you? Right. What do you bring to community? Right. What, what can you bring out of the community? Right. And for me, like you said, it's it's being a very simple message of of plants and, and essentially advocacy. And absolutely, um, that's that's where I'm pouring my energy into right now, and hoping right. that it it, it kind of builds those other pillars up as I continue to grow. And that's the thing. Like, I don't. We don't want it to make it feel like you have to just you know make sure you're consistently heavily pouring into all five right because you're gonna miss up, mm-hmm. right we i know i miss the spiritual part a lot we all as black men sometimes miss the spiritual part a lot um we sometimes miss the emotional part but even if it's just trying right i've always said if you try i'm not even i'm not even saying to do fully but just try tap in a little bit little by little hey if you mess up in that area because you tried, hey, that's okay, right? Right. That's I think that's the thing that we're that, that we're trying to say. It's okay. It's okay to try, fail, and then try again, mm-hmm. right? And so when we talk about those five pillars, those are just the five pillars that I believe we as black men really have to hold up. Um, even if it's just a little bit, even if we're trying just a little bit to tap into it more. And I see it more, um, honestly, when it, when it comes to, you know, being in 2022 and as the times continue to change, I see, we, I see more black men tapping into, like you said, the emotional part mm-hmm. and the, and the spiritual part and the mental part, you know, especially, especially that mental part, right? We've tapped in so much with mental health, um, with therapy. We've had so many people come on this show and say black men go to therapy they're going to therapy you know what i'm saying the we the things that were kind of cliche and under the table swept under the table oh you crazy now it's like hmm maybe and maybe you need to you know check out a therapist and there are so many avenues for therapy not just in person but because of the pandemic now you have like talk space and all of those mm-hmm. um you know therapy apps that can work so we've come a long way for real um i I feel like i have really enjoyed the evolution of spirituality in black men right yes i've been i've enjoyed watching how that how that looks today in 2022 right i think i saw a stat somewhere that said like over six percent of of um black families are now separating from the church and it's it's and that of oh, that sixty percent that category the age group is like twenty to thirty two, mm-hmm. and I feel like we have we we are we are as a people are coming into this awakening this yeah. this <laughs> renaissance if <laughs> yeah. you will yeah another one where we're questioning things we're we're asking questions and we're more curious about yep. systems and yep. the way things are and if things especially with our generation if it, if it doesn't add up if it doesn't make complete sense if for it us don't make money it don't make sense we're we not like, what, what is happening exactly. what is happening exactly you know like what what is what is going on and and a lot of and sometimes 
I think we're kind of the generation that kind of bridges a lot of gaps, mm-hmm. right? Um, because we hear from the older generation that, oh, your generation is yada, yada, yada. They, they, they don't like to listen and everything. And then the generation behind us is like, oh, we know everything. Mm-hmm. What the hell is they doing? Oh, these policies. Is ma-. Now, listen, as I've told OGs and young, young folks alike, bro, OGs, these young guns are probably like y'all when y'all were in y'all 20s, y'all young 20s. Looking at all this chaos around the world, ready to do something about it, mm-hmm. ready to go outside, act a fool. You understand? And not even act a fool, but act a fool in the sense where they're going to put their bodies and their lives on the line. Mm-hmm. Was that not some of y'all parents or some of your brothers and sisters when they were 21, when those civil rights movements was happening and all of that shit was going down in so many com- black communities around the world? It was a lot of kids. Right. At that time, who wanted to go out and fight for our community and put their bodies on the line. And hell, they did. Right. There were kids who were 16, 17 getting arrested. Come on now. We've seen some documentaries. Right. We've seen kids in the back of those uh, those old school um, police cars and everything getting arrested. Why? Because they're fighting for our rights. We're the ancestors of that. Right. So to un, to 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 get mad at the younger generation, I can get it, but look at it in that framework. And to the younger generation, I would say learn, be able to have space to learn from our OGs because they have more wisdom than you. That's just flat out. Period. I agree. That's just flat out. Period. As young black men, sometimes we think we know everything. Real talk. We think we know everything. And just because we've experienced it in a way that's different than our OGs, we we think it's we we think we know better. No, mm-hmm. because they've probably been through more hell and back than we we will ever know. Mm-hmm. So I always say, listen, have a conversation. Stop fighting each other, and have a conversation. I said we are trying to fight the same fight in a sense, right? I said, we are trying to fight the same fight. I know technology don't help at all, at, you know what I'm saying, with everything. But in a sense, it does. It, I, and it does, I'm right. I'm talking about us being the, the, the bridge or the gap generation because we, we are that. We were the generation that were still, you know, able to play outside in the streets and still got called home when the streetlights came on. Right. We were that generation. We were right. the generation that had the candy ladies in our neighborhoods. Oh, we I miss the candy lady, bro. We play, you know, hide and seek and tag outside, right? We, that, that was our generation. And we were also the generation that first got the computer. Yo, <laughs> we... The generation to be introduced to Rob, the I always say we were the first... We were the first social media like we were the first in dummies. Social media. Yeah, that we were was. the we were the test dummies. Exactly. And we were like, <laughs> we are also the first generation to kind of put words to what has been happening to us as a people Absolutely. over the years as well. Absolutely. And now that the next generation have those words that we put together, they're running with it. They they're running with they it. They know what to do with <laughs> and it. And that's exactly what we want them to do. And and but the, the generation before us was just running. Right. I feel like the kids today are just running. And that's not that's not what it is. They, I, 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 and I and I understand and I get it to the OGs. I get it. But I'm like. Both both parties have to be willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, ooh, this goes into our third question. I love it. I love it. Right. Because 
on our show, Rob, we talk a lot about generational patterns. We don't say generational curses anymore, mm. right? Because a lot of times when we say generational curses, and I always credit our boy Eugene, who was on our show, he always t- he, he said to us, he said, listen, we talk so much about the curses, but we don't talk enough about the generational blessings that our ancestors have hand out, like passed down those powers mm-hmm. that they have passed down to us. And that got me to thinking, I said, you're so fucking right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So we changed that up instead of stop saying generational curses as patterns, because even though we do have some bad patterns that are in there, there has been some good that has come out of what we have seen mm-hmm. even in today. So what are some generational patterns that you have seen personally um, in our community, even particularly as black men um, that are positive? And are negative in a sense where they're kind of moving us forward and also pulling us back. Ah, yeah. Okay. So that is a good question, um, especially for someone. I'm a third generation Robert Edward Jeffrey the third. So oh I, wow, I, right, <laughs> really right. Oh wow, a good sense of these patterns. Absolutely, <laughs> you are <laughs> generational for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some of the, the positives I see it. My father is very strong willed mm-hmm. and um, very. I don't want to say stubborn, but when he believes something, he believes he it really with believes his whole it. heart, right? Full heart, wholeheartedly, and full intentions on just keeping that belief alive. <laughs> and that is something that I do value in him, even if it doesn't always benefit. Um, us as a whole absolutely absolutely Um, i do value that and i do also see that as a negative as well because it goes it does hold him back from kind of experiencing new things or um being open-minded to having new beliefs right and that that alone could um uh lock you away and keep you away from certain information which is going to hold you back and i feel like that's that's a a problem that also comes with getting older and aging and and um just lose in touch with with what's happening in today's society. Right. Another pattern that I find is a positive for a black men is that um, we will. I feel like I'm relentlessly support our families and stand up for our families and be there for our families. And I will say families look very different for many of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I know that my father would put his life on the line. For my family, for sure. And right. I know that my cousin will do that for his family as well. Right. But I know that a lot of us don't have those fathers or mothers that have been supportive of them. So they wouldn't put their life on the lines for their fathers. But they might have put their life on the line for someone that have, they've chosen to see as a mother figure. Right. Or a father figure. Right. And um, I, I feel like that is something that's kind of in us is to choose family and, right. and fight and protect that to the death. And that's a, that's that's something I value within the black community. Um, some negative patterns that I have noticed or I, I see that myself I'm trying to fix is is not being so stubborn and not being so um, <laughs> close minded to trying new things and new ideas and new beliefs. Right. Um, I me being from the Bible Belt, being born in Birmingham, Alabama, that have a lots of stigmas against me and lots of stereotypes that I'm supposed to follow suit for. And um, I don't want to. I, 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 don't, I don't want to. 
I don't want, I don't see myself following any of those. So I escaped and I moved to New York City because I, I was able to escape those patterns of being basically bred to go to work to die. Right. <laughs> and I would rather, you know, create and make new opportunities and grow things and, and build stuff versus um, being dictated to what my life should look like and what it, what it's going to be like. And I feel like that that's really heavy in the Bible Belt community. Right. Down there in that area. I understand. Um, going back to what you said as far as being um, the not saying generational curses because of the, the stigma that comes with that because right. we focus heavily on the stigma. Right, right. I'm also trying to focus on or I also am trying to forget saying um, or stop saying imposter syndrome because that puts a lot of weight on you mm. and it makes the people in the room yes it relieves the, the yeah. weight of from them right you know what i mean right. and, and they have created this problem right and so i'm trying to stop myself from saying imposter syndrome as well i just wanted to say uh wanted to bring it up because you said generation curse is bad as well and i really appreciate you bringing it up yeah because we say it so much and i think you know sometimes in our community we can we can make a hashtag out of something mm-hmm. and um Generational curses was just one of those phrases that just became one of those hashtagable phrases that you kind of heard in every type of conversation that mm-hmm. had to deal with um, black communities, you know, and what is going on in those communities, trauma in, in the black community and in every conversation that happened, um, at least for me. Uh, it would it would be something of a generational curse, and it kind of plays with your mind sometimes yeah. because you like you just like damn do we even and 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 when you hear it you you don't want to you don't want to think like everything is bad but then when you're starting to see black men getting killed mm-hmm. black women getting killed black kids getting killed on a regular basis on social media mm-hmm. right like then you start to think you know those is is it real. Mm-hmm. Is it really real? Like Jesus, we're this ain't stopping, and 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 it starts to think like, well, wait a minute, no, because there are a lot of blessings out here that have allowed the black community to thrive mm-hmm. and and be amazing out here. First of all, we built this this land. That's just what that is. We, right. Can we talk about how gifted we, we are? We we built the land that we literally stand upon. I'm sorry um, to anybody, you know, who may think otherwise, but um, our ancestors, when they came over here, built everything literally to the White House. And that's no cap. You can look that up. We built everything. Everything. Literally everything. Everything. And this wasn't even our land. This was the natives' land. We even built the society that we, we built the Hello. capitalistic society. Yes. We were the currency for this society. Three bi- listen, we had we had a we had our boy Dominic on and he just and he's a, a, a podcast uh and producer for the Black is America podcast, which literally discusses um black history um through some positive black figures. And one of the things was that he was talking about was that at the time, slavery at that time was a three billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than railroading. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than um, 
uh, uh, seaporting or whatever that was, you know, any any industry at the time that was making a lot of money, slavery was beating it by far. Mm-hmm. Three billion dollars, which in today's money would be ten trillion dollars. Easily. I'm Easily. Sure. Yeah. Easily. Y'all like uh, imagine that. That's crazy to me. And so when we talk about those generational patterns, I want people to understand, like, it's not just the curses. We do have blessings. Mm-hmm. Don't look at your current situation and think like, oh, I'm just cursed and everything like that. Nah, because there's there's something out of that that you can get blessed with that can that that, that you can use to help you get out or move forward in your situation. But you got to work. I always say that. You just can't sit on your butt and just like, you know, just ask for it and then ask and be mad when it comes in a, a different form than you wanted it to and you didn't work for it. You got to work. You got to go for it. And life is hard. We're in a res- we're, we're in an inflation, recession, depression, we're, a pandemic still. Rob want another shutdown. I want to shut down. <laughs> he want to shut down. He said, I want to shut down. <laughs> I'm kind of here for it at the end of the day because, listen, send the stimmies, you know. I'm saying, like, it's to a point where we have to understand that our community um, is more than just its curses. Right. We are our blessings, too. And so that goes into our fourth question. What do you see as a black man when it comes to um, the next generation? How can we foster and continue to help and guide the next generation individually and collectively? That's a great question. Um, I recently, well, not recently, I, I think ever since 20, 2010 is when I came out to my parents as a gay man. And ever since then, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do, especially emotionally and vulnerably, right. having to open up that way. Right. Ever since then, I've kind of made a pack of myself to always show up authentically as myself because I would want the little boy in me to be able to see the man that I am today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or I would want the little boy in me to be able to have examples of what he could be. Right. I know growing up as a little gay boy, I didn't have any examples that I could look up to and want to be around and want to, you know, share with my parents or share with my friends. You know, I could, uh, there was no, no, you know, um, no Hollywood figures out there at the time that, that, that we could look up to. And so now today at 2022, things have changed and right. um, more people are more open-minded and kind of people are kind of waking up to the idea of people living themselves and being them true selves. Um, I want to continue to show up for that little boy yes, regardless. And I feel like if we're all the supportive, um, responsible, creative, fun adult that we all wanted to have as a friend as a child we are going to impact the next generation it's important for us to continue to show up authentically as ourselves to make space for these kids to do the same right and when they're given the space to be themselves the change is going to happen whether or not we we see it whether or not we're even here to live it um, it's, it's going to happen. Um, 
to this day, I think about my grandmother, and she passed away before I met my fiance. And I I think about how even while I was still figuring out who I was, mm-hmm. she allowed that space for me to do that. Right. And it's because of some of her guidance that I am with my fiance today, and and, right, and, and right, love right. him today, and I'm able to fully love him. And she unfortunately won't be able to experience that but because she has made that space for me i'm able to do that and that's what i mean when i say even if you're not able to live it or see it continue to make the space for the next generation absolutely come on rob there you go (laughs) shout out to grandma man you feel what i'm saying because that is important i think going back to what we were saying about the ogs that's important that right there is important it's making space Everybody ain't like Pookie and Ray Ray. Right. Okay? Everybody ain't like that. I'm I'm saying, though, like, for real, everybody ain't like Pookie and Ray Ray. There is different flavors of black everywhere. I say that all the time. Are you going to make space for that? Just because they ain't your flavor, are you going to not love them? I just I I I I I feel I feel the need that in our society today and going forward we need to make that space. Absolutely. That space is important. I don't see nothing threatening by um having that space open for gay men, heterosexual men to especially black men to come together, collab with each other, talk to each other, have conversations with one another. Yeah, let me tell you, I was recently at Essence Fest in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and to see the sea of black women come together, the variety of black Yo, women. Yo, they be coming. The diversity they of be coming black together, women, yeah. All types of black women. Tall, short, straight, gay, lesbian, yeah. non-binary. And they don't give a damn. Fat, they don't give a fuck. Skinny, yes. Everybody was everybody. together. And everybody was intermingling, chit-chatting, talking, walking down Bourbon Street together, going to the Botanical Gardens together, on trolleys together, hanging. Right. Where, where is the black man essence? Mm. Mm-hmm. Where's our safe space to be yeah. our collective selves? Yeah, you're right. Nah, you're right. Nah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Where, who's making that space? Are we threatened by each other? Even even if it's just a, a a thing, are we really threatened by each other? Not even if it's gay or straight, but are we threatened really by each other's presence? Do do we because the way I have seen my OGs grow up in a, in a sense or have me grow up it's never to be threatened by a black man or never to be threatened by a man, period. But in the same sense, in that same sentence, I see black men get threatened. Literally will sit here and, and tense up and like, what makes you think, first of all, this gay man won't you? I feel like you have to go back and ask yourself, though, because as you're being taught to not be threatened, you're probably also being taught to come off as threatening. Mm. Because what's the other side of not being threatened? Right. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't think us collectively we're scared of each other. I I, I don't think I don't. I, I don't hope not. Get into that. I, I don't, don't think, think that's so. The case. But what is it then? But why has it not happened? Yeah, that's a, that's a. Great but why question. hasn't it though? Because if 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 black women can do it on a yearly basis, yearly, yearly basis. basis, and we talk so much about um black males coming together and everything like that, um why don't we do it? It's very separate. Right. As black male community, we're very separate. There's a few of us who, you know, are in the middle. You know what I'm saying? We we love everybody. But it's really like straight guys over here, gay guys over there, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sick it's, like that. I'm I'm sorry to say it like that, but it's really like that. Yeah. From my experience, that's what it's all. That's what it's been. Like, that's what it's been. And I've never wanted to do that. I've never wanted to be like that. I'm like, for what? Like, what? I always thought, like, does he want you? He might want. He don't want you. And you don't want. For what? What is. What is. I, I always wanted to know what's the issue. They're not. Nobody's threatening nobody. I don't think a heterosexual male is threatened by a gay man, nor do I think a gay man is threatened by a heterosexual male. So what is the problem? Why can't we come together and actually have our own black ass? Why hasn't it happened? That's all I'm saying. Because we need to have it. That's that's the next level I I really believe in us as men coming together and really having conversations mingling having our pop-up shops and everything like that having performances performances group tours group tours what yeah that would be nice <laughs> we're not kids we can this can be adult i'm wondering if if we don't have it because there's all do we occupy too many other spaces already or yeah. Or is it because if we do, they is there an agenda? I always think there's an agenda of just wanting to see black men, straight or gay, whatever, wanting to see black men just be separate, be separated. Because, because if we, if we, th- there's power and there's money in that. There's power and there's money in that. If we come together, all of us collectively. Doesn't matter who you are, what you are, what you do, whatever. Black men coming together in love and in power and trying to really empower the community. Like, Rob, you, I mean, really do it. That, that in itself would um, shake some of even our most famous black leaders. Yeah. In a sense where, oh, shit, they're real. This is this is happening. I've, I haven't seen that happen. I haven't seen that happen since maybe the Million Man March. I'm trying to think of spaces that have events or something. <laughs> Nothing. Like, I, like, since learning about the Million Man March, all those black men wa- marching on Washington, I haven't, I haven't heard or seen anything when it comes close to that as, as black men just not even just marching in civil rights but just celebrating us because right. we can do that 
I think we can do it. I think we can celebrate us. We should be able to celebrate us. And that's what Black Men Win is about. It's about celebrating us. We should not be feeling, we should not feel threatened or anything to celebrate us. We can celebrate us like, yo, Black Men, you doing great out here. Keep thriving. All right, I'm done. So, last question on docket. What does Black Men Win mean to you? When you hear that phrase, what does that mean to you? Black men win. Yes. Wow. That that means. Wow. That's that could mean that could mean so many things. Right. For me personally, black men win means freedom. It means being able to move about without resistance. Absolutely. It, It means being able to create. Being able to inspire being able to grow being able to be still being able to just be being able to um i don't know just being able for me to win it and be successful it it feels like i'm moving freely through life right um, I don't want to put a materialistic thing on win or something tangible on win because I feel like that looks different for many people. Mm-hmm. And as I continue in my career, I'm constantly seeking more, more, more right, right. materialistic things. Absolutely. I feel like materialistic is not that's not going to solve this need, this this itch for wanting um, more, wanting more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm having to redefine what win is. And for me, that's being able to move freely. Yes. I feel that. Because moving, listen, when we talk about black men win, it's not just a podcast. We're not just a podcast. We're an affirmation. Right? And um, in that, you know, because sometimes you can feel as though, and I've had the itch too, Right. Where you feel like you want more, you need more to create more, to do more, mm-hmm. even if it's that that material itch. Because, listen, I've I've got the material itch, too. It's so. itch. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon be on tap. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon be on tap. But listen, it is I think it's always a call to 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 tap into something different. Mm you know, tap into something more, tap into something different or tap into something that you never have done before. Mm. Right. And that is black men winning. Um, We want men to understand that you win in every aspect of life. And again, that you can celebrate your wins, Mm. celebrate yourself, celebrate the black men that are around you that continue to guide you and help you mm-hmm. we forget about that sometimes that's true we forget about that sometimes ego does step in yes we forget about that that ego tells us to uh-uh nah just give them the thank you bro no 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 break that ego down and say you know what i appreciate you brother thank you for helping me out during this time where i was slacking or when I was down. Right. Open that line of communication, brothers, because that is us being able to win. So 
I'm done there, man. I appreciate Rob for coming on the show. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Um, where can they find you? Because he's really big on social media. Let me tell you something. Um, I'm not that big. I'm not you, that big. You, but you can find me on all social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I also just got to be real. So if you have a be real, go ahead and follow me on Planet Rob with that as well. Uh, Snapchat. Also, if you are interested in following me and my journey and learning more about my nonprofit and what I do, you can join my email marketing list at my website at www.plantorob.com. Uh, you can find out more information about my nonprofit, Welcome Home Plants, which allows me to give plants to those that are now experiencing uh, or those that were experiencing homelessness that are now in affordable housing, whether it be permanent housing, supportive housing, or transitioning housing. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I am on a mission to raise funds to be able to gift those individuals with plants and be able to welcome them home to the plant community. Um, and also, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter as well. If I haven't said that yet already. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, before we get out of here, what plants do we have here? We have some plants in the house. We couldn't, we couldn't do this interview. First of all, this couldn't, this interview couldn't happen as the first interview back in like in house shit and doing like, you know, pop up interviews and everything like that. We couldn't just not let, you know what I'm saying? This go to waste. This was no. the first one, right? And so I was like, Rob, bring the essence of Planet Rob, bro. Yeah. We need some plants. If you haven't learned anything throughout the pandemic of doing like Zoom videos yes. or podcasts, yes. you definitely need some greenery in your background. Yes, you need so. a little, you need a little, listen, I'm like, I, I just have a white background when I usually do podcasts, but you know, I'm trying to set it up to where I put my babies up in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make it a little floral. Right, so what plants do we have here? Um, we have a beautiful snake plant. Boom, over here. you got it, snake plant. And then right here, and this is a ficus benjamama. Yes, and it is a easy to care for plant that likes pretty much medium to low light, kind of water once a week, allow the soil to dry out. And it's one of my favorite plants because it's one. Of, I like to travel, and it's one of the plants that I can leave and come back and worry, not have to worry about whether or not it died. Right. <laughs> 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 These two plants, the snake plant and the ficus here, are kind of my go-to plants. Always. The snake, I always go for the I tell everybody, go for the snake plant. <laughs> it, it is so easy to, to, to not kill. You don't have to put it in really no light. It yeah. meet, meet, little light, literally to max, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it, it, it grows so beautifully. You can water it maybe once a month. Not even. You retained some information. I did. I did. Listen, I did. I did. I did. I did my thing. I know. I know. Listen, I I, I remember, man, I I took I took that job very seriously. I I took and it's just me. I take my jobs very seriously. When you hire me, you hire me. You feel me? And that's what it is. And so I took that job very seriously just in, in, in turn to learn about plants and even to the point where again i'm a whole plant dad when loki i didn't even want to be <laughs> right so like now it's just like okay i'm learning more understanding more about the plant game and so i'm just thankful to rob so i thank you so much i thank you no for coming on board <laughs> no problem that man friends, that was a tough time thank you i know it was good it was good it was it was tough for both of us but we both got through it and, yeah. I'm, and i'm and i'm very excited uh for what what we've been doing uh since then because um since then we've we've both been grinding killing the game and so i'm proud to just sit we're here with you again um on this platform 
And you know what I'm saying? To just again give you a flowers, man, because you are really out here killing it. Thank you. No problem. You too. Listen, (laughs) we're doing it. We are. (laughs) Here we both are. So we're doing it. Oh, man. So, again, I thank Rob for being on the show. And I thank you guys for listening and watching at home. Thank you guys so much. Please follow the uh, Black Men Win podcast wherever you listen to uh, podcasts via audio. That may be iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Radio, Google Podcasts, um, and everywhere else. Right? We're on uh, Good Pods as well. So check us out there. Um, we have some Black Men Win merch as well, so tap into our website at www.tacmedianetwork.com and then hit the shop button and you can te- uh, check out some of our Black Men Win t-shirts. We'll have the sweaters and everything back, you know, when the season, you know, gets gets little cooler because i don't think the heat is going nowhere no time okay soon. no time <laughs> so um tap in and we'll have all the links for uh rob uh rob social media and his website in the description when the uh, episode drops all right i love you guys peace love and hair grease this has been another one and we are out of here love peace and hair grease